Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Red State Blues. I am your consummate host, Dr. Dustin Avore, and as always, I am joined. He is the, uh, the $1,200 stimulus check uh, to my uh, ailing bank account. Dan, the politics man. What's going on, Dan? What is up? Good to be in the Jim Nance studio. Thank you for the newfound sponsorship. Um, <laughs> the Jim Nance studio? Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, they will be stealing our bird sounds to play in November when they play some winter golf. So, yeah. Thank you, Jim. You're listening. Uh, so, we are out here again. Uh, we are socially distanced on the patio. And so, uh, if you guys, you know, I'll bear with us as much as possible on the, uh, the background noise. It's a windy day here in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, lovely day, but a, a, little, a windy day. So we got a little noise there. Uh, the birds are chirping. Uh, no dog fights yet. So we're uh, sorry if you're the people that are listening for those dog fights. Uh, we don't quite got them yet. So. Yeah, shout out to Tim. Shout out to Tim, our man Tim. Uh, Tim Dog Fight. We called him yeah. Tim, Tim Dog last week. Now it's Tim Dog Fight. Tim Dog Fight. He's a, he's, he's a regular Michael Vick. So, uh, so uh, Dan, what's going on in the world of politics that you want to talk about here? Uh, we got the COVID. We got well, the, we do not have the COVID. We, yeah, we don't have the COVID. We might have the COVID. We might have had the COVID. We might be on the mend. We might currently have it. Yeah. There's really no telling. Um, Von Miller, NFL great, just got the COVID. Oh, Von. Okay. So breaking news. Uh, see, I, I was confused there for a second. Most of the time when you talk about someone named Vaughn, you're talking about Von Caster, the uh, storm chaser or whatever. So. No, I'm not talking about storm chasers. Okay. It's uh, 70 degrees and sunny. The storm chasers are all at home in isolation right now <laughs> they'll be in their car in isolation maybe next tuesday um we might get some weather we'll see well speaking about being in cars and in isolation uh boy we had a, a great event here in the great state of oklahoma today at the capitol uh for those of you guys that don't know there was a group of uh well i'm gonna say not fans of our podcast probably i don't think there's probably a lot of people cranking out the red state blues uh did, did they give that thing an official name today the protest? The protest, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what the the protest is actually called. Um, the return to work, safe, safer at work, something like that. Yeah. So uh, currently going on. Oh, there's a big gust. Currently going on around Hello, the storm chasers. Yes. Currently going on around the uh, country in a few different states. Uh, there have been. Uh, a uh, a rash of uh, protests of people saying that we should open our states back up, and uh, they're basically protesting uh, the whole closed off nature of everything right now, and uh, they are uh, doing it from inside their cars. Yes, not only well they did they they organized at the Penn Square Mall in Oklahoma yeah. City. They all got out of their cars and hugged patted, it out. Yeah, patted each other on the back yeah. because this is a fake. Um, crisis. Yes. And then got back in their cars and they had signs on their cars and they drove to the Capitol and started honking their horns. One of the signs, or um, some of the people in their cars were wearing masks. Now, if you need a mask to sit in your car, how are you advocating for people to yeah. go back to the pottery store? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, what? What? Yeah, like, Sorry, that was a uh, interruption there for uh, for a shot. But uh, so yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that you're doing a uh, protest about opening the state back up, but yet you are too much of a lily-livered uh, coward to get out and uh, just do it, you know, and defy the order that you're trying to uh, go against. Yeah, right? I mean, I I guess it's good that they're taking precautions. Well, some of them are taking precautions. Yeah, exactly. But there's a bit of hypocrisy for sure. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, uh, if you ask me. I think, uh, well, then again, I don't think those people that were doing this make a whole lot of sense. But I wish I could say that this was just an Oklahoma thing, but uh, it's not. Uh, the one in Michigan, uh, yes, was it yesterday the one in Michigan, I think? Or was it two, so. two days ago? Uh, those people did get out of their Are car. Are we still on a day calendar? Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, those people did get out of their cars, and they were on the steps of the Capitol, and protesting the Michigan governor up there. Uh, 
but you know, it's uh, yeah, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's big dumb. It's big dumb. You know, the last time I was at the Capitol, uh, I was at the U.S. or the Oklahoma Supreme Court building, uh, and uh, there was just a giant truck that said Trump 2020 on it, just parked at the Capitol, and I'm like, why? Who who are you trying to win over at the Oklahoma Capitol? Like. Like I think these people are mostly on your side. Yeah, I think so we can. They, yeah, they can like, go. We. Yeah. I think they can go ahead and bank those seven delegates. Yeah, I think, or yeah. since the um, census is a liberal conspiracy to spread the coronavirus, I'm sure we'll be down to two or three delegates by the <laughs> next election cycle. That is true. That is true. Uh, I need to fill. Have you filled out your census? Yes. I you I can was, do it online. I, yeah, I went to go do it the other day, and then I had lost the little card that it asked for the number on it. And then I found I found a letter in the uh, office that had it. So I'm going to do that next time I'm uh, kind of bored and sitting around in the office, like the Soundstooth Home Office. Yes, the Soundstooth Home Office. Uh, Soundstooth North. The Soundstooth North. <laughs> Soundstooth South is at uh, the Looney Bin. Is uh, where that's located at. So. Uh, another business that's currently affected, uh, I assume that they've had their rent suspended because I haven't heard anything about them going out of business. So, uh, but yeah, comedy clubs, not going to be in business right now, you know? So, uh, still a tough time out there for gig employees. Uh, I, I saw, oh, so I looked into, I went to, I visited for the first time the OANN, uh, website, the, uh, the fake news what is it? Only America News or One American one, News yeah, Network? Yeah, One American News Network. And then I, I the, one of the headlines was the Democrats' war against gig employees. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it never has been that well. Maybe a hundred years ago. But. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, kind of a crazy time to be dealing with a bunch of people like that uh, down there in the uh, in the Capitol. I'm certainly glad I was not there. Uh, yeah, I just got the update. Von Miller, COVID nineteen. There you go. I think I was just making that up. No, I didn't. No, I just. I it, was. I had moments before we went on air. I was texting with Vaughn, and he said he's doing well, but um, to keep him in in your thoughts. Well, I will certainly keep Von Miller in my thoughts. Uh, I am the Jay Glazer of Oklahoma political left leaning podcasts. So I've got the connections. You got the connections. Long says hi. Yes. Uh, so, uh, all right. Let's uh, let's talk about this week. Uh, there were rumblings in the state capitol. Was uh, Stid trying to make some moves for some extra power this week? I think uh, down there. And I know he activated the national guard to be delivery drivers. Uh, which take is, that. Um, Uber Eats. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if I wonder if he's doing that so he can force uh, Senator Dossett to do something for him, because Senator Dossett just re-upped his uh, Air National Guard membership, or enlistment, not membership. <laughs> yeah, so you get a card. I, I think I want to cancel my membership. Uh, <laughs> uh, that would be a great way for the armed services to work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I guess they're just going to be doing uh, medical supplies and things like that. Uh, everything. Yeah, it was kind of a slow week. Uh, last week was the budget, right? Well, it was supposed to be. Yeah. And we talked, we, we brushed upon it last week. Um, the State House and State Senate agreed that we needed to um, file for a budgetary failure here in Oklahoma. And it turned out Stitt did not like all three, they passed three major bills to do that. And they were meeting to officially declare and pass that and Stitt didn't agree with all three bills and so now we've got a lawsuit where the state house and the state senate are suing their also fellow conservative governor it's quite a time quite a time 2020 you're really outdoing yourself so we might as well we might as well like this is Stitt it, like I'm not saying that a democrat's going to win the governorship next time around but I honestly don't think it's going to be Stitt like I, there, we will have a different governor next next go around. Yeah, I I don't know how you wouldn't have voter remorse. Yeah, like for electing. Him. Well, if he's losing these people like that, he's going to lose the backing. Like, there's going to be another Republican that's going to rise up. I mean, I think the clear and obvious Republican choice to go against him is like one Joe of the, 
Exotic. No, no, not our not our guest that's coming on here in a little oh, bit, guys. We have a uh, we have a we have a special already. guest for you guys coming up here in a little bit, uh, straight from uh, from prison. Uh, he's going to sing some songs for us. Uh, you know him; he's been hot on Netflix, but we'll get to him in a little bit. I guess you could say the cat is out of the yeah. The bag. cat is out of the bag. I mean, it's going to be a very uh, very good performance. I think that he's going to have here in a minute. Uh, but I will say this: uh, I think either of the mayors of the two big cities in Oklahoma are going to be prime candidates to replace uh, Kevin Stitt. Oh, for sure. They've got the pictures with Donald Trump. Um, they are responding to a national, international crisis in a responsible way. Yeah, they're going to have a leg up, I would imagine. And uh, I know that our uh, our mayor here had conversations on the phone with uh, Barama, Barama. Barama Osama. <laughs> yes. Barack Hussein Obamacare and uh, George W. Bush this past week or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, he's he might he's been a little bit more, I don't know if it's just because we're in Tulsa, but it seems like he's definitely been more visual and out there than the Oklahoma City mayor. Who, what's his name? I keep forgetting. His David name. Holt. Yeah, David Holt. I, I bet if you were watching Oklahoma City news stations, you would see more David Holt. But, yeah, I don't think they did a New York Times article on him, right? It's true. So, you know, uh, and uh, speaking of uh, New York, uh, it's our uh, our uh, weekly segment, AOC in Red, uh, which we, uh, I got an ad on Facebook yesterday. For AOC in Red? No, for, to donate to AOC's campaign for her to win her district in the House in New York. She had, I mean, the fact that she's got the means to have that much reach to be asking Oklahomans yeah. for money is impressive. The primary that she won, um, I believe she had like 10,000 people total yeah. show up to vote. It was in the, um, and it's a, obviously a heavy Democrat district. Yeah. But 10,000 people, that's, that's a tiny infinitesimal number for a United States house. Yeah, it is for, for, and I don't know. I, there's something rubs me the wrong way about an Oklahoman donating money to support a house candidate in New York directly. Like if you're donating to the DCCC or the DNC or something like that, and they're sort of distributing the money out to races that need the money, I kind of get it. But like, if you're living in Tulsa, Oklahoma, save your money to donate to like someone that needs a uh, a seat here, right? You know, like we have lots of great local candidates out there. So you know, well, I, yes and no. Um, you know, this is the whole purpose of the podcast. Um, is sometimes you you live in a district where you're so severely outnumbered by the opposition party that you know that you. Some seats are unattainable. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any way the Democrats are going to flip Jim Inhofe's seat. Um, you know, maybe he could get primaried. I doubt that as well. Um, you know, he's yeah. going to die in office. And so if you want to make a difference, but you live in a district or in a state like that, yeah, we're in the wind tunnel. Um, if you, if you want to make a difference in a district like that, maybe you have to look outside. I've seen... A lot of I'm getting targeted ads for um, Mitch McConnell's opponent in and Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, and I think the country would be better off if Mitch McConnell was sent home. So I do. I think there's some validity to it. Yeah. Yes, I think. Then though, the difference that you're looking at is Mitch McConnell is a senator first, right? So much more important to remove that senator, the the, the leader of the Senate. Yeah, and also. That's a race where they're not in a super liberal area, so sure. the money is going to be more to try to fight that fight. As opposed, a- AOC's not going to lose to a conservative. Yeah, and yeah. the wording of the ad was like they had. There's been 17 people filed to run against me, and I'm like, well, that's a good thing because that means that votes and money is going to be split. The more people that are running against you, just splits the the donation base, right? And so that's great. Like you want that. You want like you want you versus <laughs> So so would you be okay as an Oklahoman who maybe lives in Tulsa and 
has Mr. McDonald's as their House of Representative. Yeah. Um, would you be okay with them donating to someone like Kendra Horn to hold the sole Democrat yeah. United States House? Yeah, because I think seat? that's I think that's a race where she clearly has a disadvantage from her location, and she needs the money to to, to try to fight the people that are going to get against her. Which uh, do we have like? Who ended up winning that primary to run against her? Uh, it hasn't, has not happened yet. Okay. Uh, I believe that's going to be in June, possibly. We'll see. Okay. Um, and and, and that, it's, yeah. it's, it's stacked up again. There are several people who see that as an easy-to-pick-off seat. Um, as I said, I have been working the phones. I did just get a text from um, United States um, Congresswoman Kendra Horn. She will accept all donations, so send... Your yeah, money. send your money to Kendra Horn and uh, uh, Abby uh, Douglas, too, running against Jim Inhofe. So she can probably use some money down there as well. So uh, I think Abby Douglas maybe has a shot. She was on the news, right? Yeah, she's on the news, like, uh, in, in Oklahoma City. So she's she's a known commodity to people. They, you know, I'm sure people like her. And uh, Jim Inhofe's had some bad press recently. Like, he's not going to get primary down. That's just... Jim Jim Inhofe speaks to Oklahomans. The Oklahomans who were at the Capitol yesterday with their face masks saying that it's safe to go back to work, they love Jim Inhofe. So, and unfortunately, that's a larger contingency of Oklahomans than, than I think a lot of us even, I don't know, I think we're pretty aware of the our red state blues that we have. Yeah, but... Um. It'll be interesting to see what happens on that that primary uh, for Kendra Horn. Um, I would say that maybe playing to her advantage is the fact that it will probably be a low turnout primary. And in that low turnout primary, I think that the ultra-conservative candidates on the Republican side will have an advantage as opposed to the more moderates. And Because that's a seat that last time the Republicans ran the most conservative person they could find. And yeah, I, I think no. you're onto something there. I feel like an extreme right wing candidate will have a harder time in the district that the University of Oklahoma is located in. Yeah, uh, I would say that if she ends up going against Stephanie Bice, though, it's over. Yeah, yeah. If if, if it's Horn versus Bice, I would almost say give your money to. <laughs> Someone, some other district in Oklahoma for a, a state race because uh, Stephanie Bice has a massive amount of positive cred in that. Uh, She's modernized liquor laws. Well, she brought beer back to OU football games. She brought beer to OU football games. <laughs> like, you, yeah. yeah, I mean, like she. I mean, there's not really much you can do about that. So, is that going to be on our yard signs? <laughs> do you like tailgating? Vote for Bice. So, speaking of, what is our voting landscape going to look like in not only June, but in November? In November? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, it, depending on the level of calming down, you know, the, the reality of it is that um, older people vote in a lot more, you know, uh, consistency than younger people. It's not a very safe time for But it's not a safe time for old people to be out voting. And it's also harder for them to get to, you know, things for mail-in votes and things like that. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be, in general, a lower voter turnout. Yeah, I, I agree. I think very. I think on the 20th of April, um, by the 20th of April, Kevin State has to... Yes, correct. Um, I believe by the 20th of 20th of April, Kevin State has to um, make a decision on what ballot he's going to put our Medicaid ex- Medicare expansion on. Um, he has two choices, either in November or um, coming up in June. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see which ballot he wants to put it on, because he's going to use the calculation of low voter turnout will help or hurt or, or whatnot. Yeah, uh... That's a hard call because I, I just really don't know. I know that a lot of people for 788 are were super motivated for it to get it to get it passed. And if you spin it the right way and say, "Hey, 
one of the reasons why you've been having such a hard time getting health care here in Oklahoma in this crisis, and the crisis will be fresh in people's minds at that point. Not that it's going to be out of their minds in November, obviously, but it might not be the best time to to like put that on the ballot in June, because I, I think it passes easily in June. Hopefully it passes easily regardless. Well, I would, I would hope. I mean, the state is just turning down free money, right? Yes. So... Uh, if you guys don't know, 788 is uh, to get us to finally accept the uh, uh, the Obamacare money, basically, the offset. Is that 788? I thought 788 was... Oh, that 788 is uh, legalized marijuana. Yeah, Sorry. That's, that's... Uh, what, is, what is it? Uh... I don't know what the bill number yeah, is, but okay. it did reach its... Um... 788 is just so... You, it rolls off the tongue. Every every good thing should just be seven eighty. Call seven two eight 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 eight. That's our newest sponsor, Jeff Martin. Thank you, Jeff Martin. <laughs> if you've been injured in an accident, please contact Jeff Martin. And if you've had a large lump settlement, call our other sponsor, J. G. Wentworth. Eight seven six cash. Eight seven seven cash. Yeah, there you go. Eight seven seven cash now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's going to be interesting uh, to see which one he chooses. To do there, I know he doesn't want to choose either, right? But he has to. And then we have that fun battle of eight oh two, eight oh two is the number. Um, that fun battle of if the you know Oklahoma legislature is going to try to attack that, like they've attacked every other state question that we've passed in the recent memories. Well, so. instead of attacking that, their new strategy is just making it harder for voter-driven initiatives. Yeah, to that's true. Make it on ballots, which is absurd. It's despicable that you wouldn't want the people having full say, but it's backfired on them because they're so reactionary. And most Oklahoma voters are single voter issues, and so they can get away with sticking it to the common Oklahoman. Freedom. Freedom. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, sticking it to freedom. So. Yeah, I, I think I think he'll choose the earlier date um, and just bank on super low turnout. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if he does. And you know, he said he's got he's got till Hitler's birthday to figure it out. So um, you know, and uh, well, hey, a lot of sales going on here in Oklahoma uh, on that day uh, in our massive dispensary state that we have uh, on that uh, that four twenty date. But um, it'll be, uh, I don't know, man, like, let's hope that people do the right thing and realize that, like, our hospitals and everything else could be benefiting so much by that uh, if we would just accept that money. It would just expand. So we're already paying in. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's literally the dumbest thing ever to not do it. Like, there's only, like, I think it's, like, us and two other states that have turned it down. There are several ultra-conservative states who have yeah. expanded. Yeah, and I think it all goes back to the three words he said earlier: Barack Hussein Obamacare. Yes, Barack Hussein Obamacare. But hey, can I get on that show yet? Is that is that Barack? Is that is Carol Baskin keeping me from being on that show? Damn it! I shut thought, up! Shut up! <laughs> I thought you saw our guest two weeks from today, Barack Hussein Obamacare. Oh, oh. Um, yes, yeah. Oh, I've got a, I've got allegedly, a, I've got a guest lined up for next week. Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, William Jefferson Clinton's going to be here. Uh, now the airport's been a little busy. The Lolita Express is having a hard time getting in to land, uh, but he's going to be here, I think, next week. Uh, and he assured me that he feels our pain. So uh, I heard he's going to play his saxophone. So oh, that'll be a treat. It's going to be, it's going to be a treat. That so, will be a treat. Uh, and uh, maybe we get Arsenio Hall to get in here too. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember that election uh, in 92 when uh, Clinton went on Arsenio Hall, and it was just hilarious. <laughs> like, I think he was like, he played Don't Stop Believin' on saxophone or something. I don't know. I know that was his campaign song, with Don't Stop Believin'. So. Now he now would play Car- Careless Whisper, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. to uh, George Michael. Did the COVID get him? Uh, no, George Michael died like years ago, two or three years ago, I think. So. Uh, yeah, big week in deaths, I guess. <laughs> Got that. Uh, Brian Dennehy from Tommy Boy uh, and 
and uh, what was the the Bobby Knight story? The Bobby Knight story, oh, yeah, I yeah. believe, was what it was called. Uh, the ESPN produced movie. Uh, Howard Finkel, former WWE ring announcer. So you know, big big weekend. <laughs> so um, let's see. Oh, it's a big week for uh, endorsements for the president or for the hopefully future president of the United States. He's my president. <laughs> Uh, Joe Biden has been racking up the endorsements this week. Uh, he got Elizabeth Warren uh, this week. He got uh, Barack Hussein Obamacare this week. And uh, he also got uh, one Bernie Sanders. And uh, I believe, uh, well, Bernie could probably say in his own words, uh, but I think the word he said was that it was irresponsible to not vote for Joe Biden. So, uh, Bernie, do you, what would be? Irresponsible to not show up at the polls. Also, wash your hands. <laughs> He's yes. a split personality. It's a split. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, he uh, basically said, "Yeah, we don't agree on things, but <laughs> we got to get the orange buffoon out of office." So yeah, he had quite a week as well. Oh yeah. Well, won't you recap a little bit of what uh, Donald well, uh, two days two days ago at his presser. Um, Two or three days. They all kind of run together. Yeah, every day's um, every day's like ten days. Basically. Yes. Well, thirty days ago, at his presser two days ago, he said that he has absolute power to tell the states when to open and when they do not. And if they don't abide by his guidance, then he will open the state anyway. And then um, somebody read the Constitution to him. <laughs> um, I'm guessing not Eric because I said the word read. Um, but the Constitution was read to him. And so then he backtracked it and said, I will grant the states the um, ability to open up, which is also completely not true, but it's just him sidestepping his own follies. So as a bit of a historian and someone who has dabbled in the political sciences, I mean, depending on your interpretation of the Constitution, he does theoretically have the power to force states to comply. That federal law supersedes state law. Like, I mean, that's just like we fought a civil war over that. What? Well, whether that's true or not um, doesn't really matter because because his base. What is the what is the number one evil that his base? What is the number one evil for his base? The federal government. Yeah, but I think we've established clearly that that is ridiculous because they want the federal government to do things that they want them to do. Like, they would love the federal government if the federal government said, no more abortions. Like, they would love that. Wait, you're saying that the constitutional conservatives are... Wishy-washy flip-floppers? I heard they were on swift boats, too, so... (laughs) Uh... But yeah, no, like, I mean, that, the reality of it is, though, is that federal law supersedes state law, and if he really wanted to, like, he could pull a, he could pull a, you know, Eisenhower and Little Rock, where, you know, Eisenhower was doing the right thing to forcibly integrate Central High School, but he can send in the army and say, no, federal law supersedes, you have to abide by what the federal government says. Now, Congress can override it, they'd have to impeach him and actually convict him in the Senate, but, like... Federal, I don't see him in off casting that yeah, vote. But I mean, federal law supersedes state law. I mean, so when people say that he can't do it, it's like, no, he 100% can. Like, he literally can. Like, it's not an easy thing to do because you're going to, like, basically burn your, you know, political capital with all these people. But, I mean, that's a legit thing, though. I mean, literally, we have established the precedent that federal law supersedes state law. That's just, that is a solid understanding. A lot of, yes, but, but, yes, but, <laughs> his base, they, they would revolt. They don't oh, want, yeah, they yeah. don't want the federal government, that precedent to be set of the federal government dictating what states' rights. Unless it meant like. they get back on their boat in Michigan. Well, and that's not what it's about. It's, yeah, I, look, I'm just saying that, like, I, I, I agree what you're saying, that it's a really dumb move he he isn't going to do it because he knows that it's going to be political suicide. But anyone that wants to argue anytime, it's just like arguing, like, I mean, he can literally walk into the great state of Oklahoma right now and shut down every dispensary if he wants to, because federal law supersedes state law. Like that is just hands down. 
like we, I mean, that is like a cornerstone of American, like every Southern state after the civil war had to write into their constitutions that federal law supersedes state law. And that's the understanding. I mean, that just, that's just what it is. So, um, he's not going to do it, but he could. Right. And he said he would this week. Yeah. But then he also, the problem is he has a, he only has one house of Congress and he's got a Supreme court that even though they are conservative, they do not want to see <laughs> the power structure destroyed and give president, uh, president, or, you know, they don't want to give King Trump. Right. So, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think this might be a good time uh, as I have to go uh, freshen up something here. I think we should have our guest on now. Yeah, let's bring let's, him out. Let's have our guest on now. T.E.? Is T-E? that you? T.E.? A T.E.? Who's T.E.? You mean J.E.? Tiger Exotic. Oh, Tiger Exotic. Okay. Uh, here's a, here he is. All right, he's gonna, live from whatever prison he's currently in. Live from Big Mac. Was, that was amazing, Joe. That was amazing, Joe. How, you, uh, Joe? Do you have any comments on the current uh, state of affairs in the nation? I think we should kill that bitch coronavirus. <laughs> well, that is—I I agree with you there, uh, Joe. Uh, um, well, I like this is uh, just some of the best improv work ever done on a Soundstooth podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> Uh, as the only comedian in the vicinity uh, rolls eyes at this uh, horrible improv that we're doing. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, the only comedian. Now, guys, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, we're going to have Joe back here in just a minute. He's got another banger that he's going to pull out for us. He got yard time, so he's got to capitalize on his yard time. Yeah, he's got, yeah. Uh, uh, he told me he's, like, up to, like, bench pressing, like, uh, you know, he could do, like, 10 reps at 165 now. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, for a, for a skinny little uh, fart. Little like Oklahoma. Yeah. That's pretty good. Winniewood? Winniewood? Winniewood. Winniewood. Like, okay, that, Winniewood? Winniewood. That's how you pronounce that? Winniewood. That's the most That's Oklahoma. 100%. I always thought that was, like, named after Steve Winwood or something. <laughs> like, it might be, but yeah, maybe. Winniewood. Come on. He's not from Miami. Yeah, he's not from Miami. Uh, okay, so, but yeah, uh, we were talking about presidential endorsements. Uh, J- uh, Joe Biden bringing in an endorsement. Obama came out and finally endorsed him. Elizabeth Warren endorsed him. Uh, you know, I think, again, we, we spoke to this last week. I think the sort of outrage against the end of uh, Bernie's campaign and stuff like that would have been a lot more had we not had this other big distraction, right? Like, because it was, I think it was kind of muted. I think there were people that were upset, obviously. And there is a narrative out there of people being sort of, you know, disdain, you know, upset. But like, me, for me, and I, I don't know, maybe if you, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but like, if I was like super into a candidate, and then that candidate comes out and tells me, hey, look, I get it. You were super into me, but I'm saying now, this is the way you need to go. I'm well, gonna listen. Here on this pod, none of us are wearing red jerseys. 
I'm wearing a, my Buffalo Sabres jersey. Yes. Shout out to Tim who said it was a fucking fire, so uh, good for him. So. Yeah, um, so, yes, most of us, the vast majority of people, just in general, will vote down party lines. Yes. And it all comes down to the few swing voters. Tim, you need to move back up to Michigan and settle this election for us. <laughs> uh, if it comes down to one vote in Michigan, I'm going to really just let it happen, right? So, uh, Now, let's see. Uh, we've, we've been living in the COVID times. Uh, everybody's hopefully out there still supporting their uh, local businesses as best they can. Uh, I guess uh, of the – there were the two different uh, loans that were going out to small businesses. And uh, I know that the the payroll protection loan is still available, but the other loan is dried up. Completely dried yeah, up. completely dried up. I saw that there was like this theory that something as small as 1,300 businesses, if like every 500 employee business wanted to, they could actually like – and they maximize their claims, they could – drain the entire uh, funding. 1,300 uh, businesses could? Yeah. It, it, if there were like 1,300, 500 people businesses. Which I'm sure there are. Yeah. And if they maximized their claims and took out the maximum possible, then they could have drained the entire fund. Which just goes to show that, you know, this is a, a massive amount of money we're dealing with. Yes, and it's hard to put a Band-Aid on um, such a massive problem because you can't write laws that are perfectly effective and get money out to people in weeks. I just got my, my Trump change. Trump change. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, I would like to thank, um, Donald J. Trump for his sponsorship of, um, the red state blues podcast. I am so glad that mine was direct deposited and I don't have to get a check with his stupid name on it. It's so like, what a narcissist. Like, look, one of the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling ever was Lex Luger, the narcissist. One of the worst wrestlers ever was Lex Luger. Are we doing cross-promotion uh, Yeah, cross-promotion for wrestler. Uh, and Donald Trump is a narcissist, and it's ridiculous that his name has to be on those checks. It only s- kept money out of people's hands who needed it. Yeah, I know. For days when minutes count. So, <sighs> but, so, part for the course. So, I, I do want to talk about this for a second. You, you, brought, up, you brought up a great word there. A Band-Aid. You have a great word, Band-Aid. Um, so, I got all the good words. Stimulus checks are a Band-Aid. Yes. Like, they are a Band-Aid to get people through, to stop the bleeding, to get people through. 1200 bucks. I mean, like, I don't live in the most prestigious neighborhood in the world, but 1200 bucks is like one month rent for the house right behind me. Yeah, Steven Mnuchin said that you could expect to live off for 10 weeks. Live ten weeks off of the twelve hundred dollars. Um, I could I could live off of I could probably if I if you were just doing utilities and food, you could live off ten weeks maybe. But once you factor in rent, that's impossible. I think it's impossible either way. Um, well, I was trying to think about it. This time of the year, my gas bill's like thirty five dollars, if that. My water bill is usually like 60 and then my electric bill, since we're not in the summer yet, is only like, I don't know, 70 or But it's a business expense since we're yeah, okay. at the sound studio. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, studio. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then food, all right, fine. Like, I get it, but the fact of the matter is rent and you have car insurance, you have all these other factors. And, uh, like, and, and look at that, you know, if you're out there and you're a former Republican or, or – or whatever, one of the biggest things that has happened that is, like, we sh- if we had kept the Obama-era regulations on the internet and it was still being treated like a public utility, the federal government could have forced, like, not shutting off people's access to their, their phones and their internet. But since we rolled those restrictions back... But I heard them tents set up at Dollar General's, they were giving away iPhones to people. Yes, they were giving away iPhones to people. That's what I heard. Now, I saw I'm too stupid, and I just call every smartphone an iPhone. <laughs> uh, they, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they were giving away... That's what that damn socialist Yeah, did. they were giving... And then we get a good good conservative who sends us $1,200 checks. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I equate those phones that they, that they gave away at the uh, tents to... 
at Christmas time when you get a Big Lots ad and they say that we have a tablet we, you can buy for like 50 bucks. It's like, yeah, that's the phone you're getting, right? You know, uh, it's like you ordered it from the Wish app or something. That's a good way to ruin your child's Christmas is to give them a an Obama tablet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, like, so what I was going to talk about is like we are, we're, we're dealing with Band-Aids here and everything that has been posited so far as a Band-Aid. And the reality of this is this is not a – it's an economic crash, but it's an economic crash caused by not the economy. It's caused by this outlier. And so that's where we get into one of the big differences between this and the Great Depression is the Great Depression was an economic crash caused by economic policies. And so, therefore, they were able to try to do some actual, like, internal medicine, like, try to fix the way we do business. This, everybody looks at it as, like, all we need is a Band-Aid is because this is just, like, a broken arm or, like, a, you know, like a... <laughs> I'm glad you don't work in it. Oh, I, you know what I mean. It's like a cut. Right? Oh, come here, little Timmy, with your broken arm. It's going to heal... Rel- Here's a Flintstones Band-Aid. It's going to heal relatively quickly is what people are assuming. And, and the reality of it is, is that if... One, it's it's like a it's like a catch twenty two in a way. If I, I believe we had a democratic administration, we would not be in this mess. And we would have a rough time. We would still have to cut back a little bit, but we would have put protections in place to make sure it's not as extreme. But also, in that time, if we had a democratic president and a democratic Congress, we could have got so much great legislation passed in this period by just pushing through stuff that. People would say, oh, yeah, we're realizing how bad healthcare is now so we can push it through. But instead, we have an obstructionist Senate, an obstructionist president that are keeping us from doing any real change. It's great. You know, the thing that the uh, Congress or the House put out, that they're going to give $2,000 a month to people. Uh, I don't know your feelings on that. My feelings on that is it's kind of ridiculous. Like, after receiving my $1,200... Um, sponsorship check for this podcast i i just think we should you know follow what our supreme leader says <laughs> all right uh the reality of it is though like uh when you start dumping that much money in the economy that is not founded on labor then you you start creating like it's like a wealth surplus that doesn't have any roots to it and therefore it devalues and you're going to have inflation that is tied to it. So then all the money that I worked for is going to be less yes. valuable? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that sucks. And I've already seen today the uh, complaints coming from people that people are getting more for unemployment than people that are getting that are actually working 40 hours a week. For sure in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's because there are people working for $7.25 an hour, 40 hours a week. Shout out to our producer. Um me? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll chip you off seven bucks okay, okay, every time yeah, we do yeah, one of these. Yeah, yeah. We got $1,200 sponsorship. The evil overlord of Soundstooth Landry Miller does not pay me anything. If anything, <laughs> I keep this podcast network afloat. So, uh, King Miller. King Miller. Yes, King Miller. It's Miller time. To King Miller. To King Miller. All hail. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, what do you think? So, we've got a... Uh, we've had... So the endorsements are out. Is there any is there any other major endorsement that that Uncle Joe needs out there? No, I I I don't think you know. I don't know how much aside from like Bernie, who has a very dedicated following. I don't know how much endorsements really matter. Trump, um, he did not have a lot of endorsements, especially early on. He had one senator. Yeah. Remember who that one senator was who endorsed him? Was it, was Lo- it? Loyal, always true. Donald Trump, you know, showed him the good life afterwards. It was Jeffrey Sessions. Oh, Jeff, yeah, yeah. Um, who got run under the under the bus and can't even get a uh, return endorsement. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, well, here's where I think endorsements do matter. Uh, if you are signed up and you're like me and you've, uh, you know, you've donated money to a political campaign in the past. And so you get donation emails and calls and everything from, you know, I get it from the DCCC, the DNC, from move on, from Joe Biden, from 
Like, and if you were signed up on any of those other candidates' mailing lists, right, if you were a Pete guy or a Warren guy or a Warren lady or a Pete lady or whatever, uh, you are going to get emails now. And there are going to be certain people when they see, like, Barack Obama is now endorsing Joe Biden, that it's going to chip in. On, they're going to chip in on those on those donations. I mean, it's going to help on the donation. It, it adds viability, I guess. I think it's it's just star power and names. People are, they're kind of like, you know, um, you know. I, I think it's just one of those things that people will see those names and they will up and you know. Uh, again, like I said, uh, I think it was maybe two weeks ago, uh, the James Carville email that came out. You said it was a big it, yeah. In spite, it was like their big biggest spike in donations on a Sunday. Like they just like blew through all their things, and I'm sure they did the same thing when Obama came out uh, and rolled all out this week. So, uh, all right, so let's let's get to the last thing we need to talk about here. We're talking about donations, and uh, we're talking about things that are in the news this week. It's been making its rounds on Facebook, and that is Donald Trump's team to reopen America and fix the economy. And of course, the one that has taken all the headlines of, of this is that one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the CEO and uh, president or whatever his title is now of the world of world wrestling entertainment is on the list of being one of Donald Trump's advisors to restart reboot the economy. Uh, now also on that list is basically every other commissioner of every major sports league. Uh, and a bunch of other people. Uh, I believe Mark Cuban's on there. Robert Kraft is on there. Uh, so, I mean, if it, we know that if this group all gets together and they're feeling a little tense, we know how Robert Kraft's going to get them relaxed, right? We're just going to go down to the old uh, Mystic Fingers down there in, uh, in Orlando and get some human trafficking massages out there. Seems like it was 20 years ago. Yeah, it does seem like it was 20 years ago. So... What do you, why, why do you think Donald Trump is putting together teams or lists like this? Because he's a TV person, because Donald is a TV person and he feels like this kind of stuff plays to TV audiences. As we talked about last pod, um, he's the poor man's version of what a rich man should be like. Yeah. If a rich, if a poor, lower socioeconomic um, Oklahoman made it big and got rich all of a sudden, they would call Vince McMahon and buddy up with him. And Hey, I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you this. If I won like a Powerball and like I got like $400 million, I'm probably going to call up Vince and see if I can get a run as an Intercontinental Champion. Get a segment. Yeah, just like, hey, Vince, I'll pay you a million dollars a year. Put that, but bring back the classic white belt. I want to be, I want to be Intercontinental Champ just for a little while. Yeah, I, I feel like it's that and also, just the anti-expert um, wave that yeah. got Trump elected. So I think experts the, are bad. Well, I think the problem is, like, if you look at that list, a guy like Mark Cuban is good at making money. Right? Are you sure he's on the list? Yeah, he's on the list because he's been very critical of. He has been, but like he, he floated him out there as being on the list. I don't know if like he's it's just Trump floating the name out there. But Bob Kraft is very good at making money. Vince McMahon's very good at making money. Uh, my favorite thing was like I don't know why everybody was up in arms about Vince McMahon being on there, but Gary Bettman, the like worst commissioner in all of sports for twenty years of the NHL, he's on the list. They've had like Gary Busey's on the yeah, list. Gary, hey, Gary Busey still makes money somehow, so I guess he's Oklahoma's own. Oklahoma Tulsa's own. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is insane. <laughs> yeah, we we've lived. Three years of insanity, yeah. so what's one now, one to five more? What I look forward to, if the worst case Ontario happens. and Another cross-promotion. Yes, that's another cross-promotion for Getting Greasy, another great podcast here on the network. Uh, another, what I look forward to, if the worst thing in the world happens, if Donald Trump is re-elected, I'm looking forward to, what do you, what, 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 uh, the OANN, uh, original series, which is the Apprentice uh, financial recovery team, where he's going to like vote people off his financial recovery team every week, you know, and uh, just turn it all into a reality show. So, uh, yay, yeah, it's going to be great. 
Look, there's an easy way to make sure that Donald Trump is not reelected. It's called go vote. Not here. It doesn't matter here. No, go it doesn't necessarily matter states. here, but like, go vote. Like, literally, if you are inclined and you are one of those swing states, go vote. That's all you got to do. Like, if we have any um, listeners in the, any youpers, Tim can correct me if that's correct. Yeah. Youpers. Anybody um, in the Rust Belt. In the Upper Peninsula. Um, go ahead and vote. Yeah, go vote. Because uh, your vote matters. Vote. Ours doesn't. Uh, ours doesn't. Uh, hopefully we can win some local races, though. Uh, we were talking about for the show, Sean Amont Wright's running for state senate in uh, District 39. That is Dave Raider's district. He's just as bad a senator as he was a football coach at the University of Tulsa. So, yeah, yeah, we need um, to get him out of there. Yeah, let's get Dave Raider out of there. Let's get Stanislavski out of there. Stanislavski's term limited, so well, he's out I mean, there. but let's get his R. We out don't of need there. his clone coming yeah, back. Yeah, let's get his R out of there. Um, so, guys, uh, D Brown. Dan, what do you got? Do you want to send us out here before we get our uh, our special guest back? I don't know. I, I think we should just go back to the Pottawatomie County Jail and see what um, <laughs> see what the, the king is up to. The king? All right. Well, hey, king, what's going on? little jailhouse rock from the king. All right, guys. I'm back on. Do you accept? Wait, hold on. Hold on. They got to talk. Do you accept this call from? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. You accept that. That's good, man. All right, here we go. Now, listen, I want to send this. I want to dedicate that to that bitch, Carol Baskin. Uh, and also, uh, remember, I, I kind of like legal weed, and I wanted to fund education with it in Oklahoma. So that was like the one good thing about my entire series that uh, was on there. But here we go. Let's go. Uh, here's a great tune for you guys. Take it out. Maybe. We'll see, if, we'll see if it gets going here. I'm having a little trouble in prison. That bitch, Cox Internet. Well. We'll, we'll see if she gets her going here. Uh, probably not. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know why. Don't know why she's not going, but uh, we'll figure out there. Uh, give me a second. Uh, in, in just a moment, and I'll, I'll get her going and all that stuff. Uh, but uh, hey, just just chilling out here a little bit. All right. Sure. Yes, shoot him in the oven. Thank you. She was a rich woman and she had rich taste. She felt the blood running through her veins. Like the life she had, she loved her big cats and the beauty of being Your call is now over from the Pottawatomie County State Correctional Facility. Well, thank you, Joe. It was great. We'll catch you guys next week on Red State Blues. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope the wind wasn't too distracting out there. We're just trying to, you know, be as lighthearted and have a good time during the COVID life. Help out your local bars and restaurants as best you can. Shout out to all of our listeners. We love you. Hit us up on Twitter, Red Blue Pod. Uh, Dan or myself will interact with you on there. Slide into those DMs. We'll tell you what's up. All that fun 100%, stuff. 100% response rate. 100%. 100%. Take it easy, guys. Peace out.